so much for visiting. Let's appreciate them one more time. These guys do an amazing, amazing job. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, it's time to for the word, and I'd like us to introduce uh, the preacher of the day. He's a volunteer in the teens ministry, and he also serves in the IMM ministry. So, guys, let me help me welcome Mr. Fred. Why don't we appreciate our host? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Buana Asifiwe. Hallelujah. It's good to be in iPhone Trunners this morning. I want to honor uh, Pastor Katie. Thank you so much uh, for, for the invitation. I appreciate this time this morning. My name is Fred uh, Barasa. I am married to one woman and we have two girls uh, and we honor God uh, for what God is doing with our lives and in our lives. And um, yes, I serve in teens uh, and I also serve in the Imen and we are grateful to God for the opportunity to serve. Please go with me to the book of Exodus. I'm in Exodus chapter number two. Exodus chapter number two. And we'll also skip over to Luke 15 and uh, build it from there. The Bible says from verse one, and there went a man of the house of Levi and took to a wife, uh, took a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him, uh, he was a, a goodly child. She hid him three months, and when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in, a, in the flags of the river brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the rivers, by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she, and she had compassion on him, and she said, this, one, this is one of the Hebrew children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child among, take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Verse 10 says, And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. And she called him Moses. 
But she said, because I drew him out of the water. Quickly, Luke 15, some two or three verses here. Uh, from verse 17, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father. But when his father uh, saw him, but when he saw, but when he was yet a greater wolf, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell to his neck and kissed him. Look at your neighbor as though, as, as though you're angry with them and tell them, step out and step up. No, no, you, you don't sound like you're angry. Some of you are smiling. I want you to look at them as if you're angry with them and tell them, step out and step up. Step up, step out, and step up. When, we, when I grew up, we used to have uh, the circus, not necessarily in Nairobi, uh, but particularly in the West, uh, they're very good at, uh, you know, having the circus. And uh, I'm sure all of you are familiar with the circus. And uh, uh, part of what they do at a circus is that they use animals to do different tricks. Uh, they use animals to do different games to just entertain the crowd that has come to the circus. And, and one of the animals that I have seen, and particularly wild animals, one of the animals that I saw being used was an elephant. And I was keen and I wanted to understand how is it that they are able to bring this elephant to conform to their instruction? How is it that they are able to subdue such a big animal. An elephant is perhaps one of the strongest animals uh, on the earth, yet it is subdued, and sometimes it is being led on a stage by a man or a small man, a small-bodied uh, man, yet it follows the instruction. It is told to do this, it does this. And, 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 and when I went to try and find out, I discovered that they take these elephants when they are still young. And so the elephant will be tied on, on you know, a, a rope will be tied on one of their legs and it will be tied on a stump. And so what then would happen is that this young elephant will try to lose itself from the stump. But because it is young, it is unable to lose itself from the stump. And so it is built in the mind of this young elephant that once it is tied on the rope, it cannot lose itself. So even after it has grown up, even after it has matured, as long as there is a rope tied to its, one of its legs, it knows at the back of their mind that it cannot lose itself from that particular rope. It is amazing how we get conditioned by the circumstances and the experiences of our life to the point that we are not, or to the point that we are limited or we are confined to certain spaces. Certain experiences in our life make us confined, make us uh, feel as though our lives cannot move to the next level, cannot move in a particular direction. It could be a question of our family history. It could be a question of an experience we have gone through. It 
could be uh, a question of something that has happened in an environment that we are. And so we are conditioned in our mind uh, that, that certain things are not designed for us, that there are places we cannot go beyond, that there is a limit that has been set for us. Uh, but I will be quick this uh, morning to let you know that your dysfunction or the experience or the circumstances of your life really are not a determinant of how far you can go as far as God is concerned in your life. You missed a place to say amen. amen. Somebody say a better amen. amen. I believe God this morning is out in this room to try and get us out of our dysfunction and out of the definitions or, or the confinements of our lives that have made us believe that there are certain places that we cannot go beyond. Listen, Moses is acquainted to hiding. Moses is acquainted to hiding. When he was born, he was born at a time where the pharaoh of the day was killing uh, the Hebrew children. And so his mother had to hide him. Even, even, even before he could understand uh, issues around uh, hiding and being hidden, someone was already hiding him. So Moses was acquainted to hiding. When he was three months old, his mother could no longer hide him. And at that point, she had to now find another way to make sure that this child survives and it's not killed. And so she devises a way to, uh, and puts the child in a basket and puts the child on the river and hopes that the child will meet someone and that his life will continue and that he will not die. It, 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 it is interesting how you, you, you can't get to a place in your life where you are confined. You are limited to certain circumstances. You are limited to certain experiences because uh, you failed an exam. Now you think you cannot go beyond it. Uh, now, now, now that you struggled in a specific area, you feel that uh, your life cannot move beyond that specific area. I, I came to announce to you this morning that your life can indeed move forward. That your life can indeed move to the next level. That your life can indeed transition to the place that God has designed for you. Listen, the only reason for which you exist in this life is not to be hatched, matched, and then dispatched. Let it sink. You are not just designed to be born, to get married, and then to die. You know, I have met people who their greatest ambition is to get married, to marry someone or to be married to somebody. But, but, I, but, but I think there is something more about your life. I think there is something more about your life. You are not just a person that is designed to be hatched, matched, and then dispatched. There is something more about your life. I, 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 I am persuaded that everybody under the sound of my voice has a God-given purpose that is attached to their life. Everybody that God allows to walk on the face of the earth, there is a purpose attached to their life. There is a reason for which God has caused them to be alive. There is a reason for which God has allowed them to be alive at a time such as this. God appears to Jeremiah and says to him, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I ordained you a prophet. Listen, there is a purpose attached to your life. Your purpose may not necessarily be to stand on any stage. Uh, you can be the person in the background, but there is still purpose attached to your life. You may not look like it. You may not sound like it. You may not come from a background that says there is purpose attached to your life, but guess what? There is still purpose 
attached to your life. There is still a reason for which God created you at the time which he created you now. What is purpose? Purpose is the reason for which a thing was created as it was conceived in the mind of the creator. Which then means you can never understand purpose outside of the creator. The only way you understand purpose is to connect yourself to the creator. This is why when they sell you a gadget, the way you connect with Apple, the way you connect with, uh, uh, with the late Steve Jobs is that he puts a booklet for you there that is called a manual. And that manual is your connection to the creator of that particular gadget. Uh, this is, uh, and, and so you cannot... You cannot understand purpose outside of the creator. Listen, you can have a flourishing career outside of purpose. You can have a successful business outside of purpose. Your life can look successful on the outward, but you are still outside of purpose. It is until you connect with the creator that you are able to understand the purpose for which you exist. The reason for which God has caused you to exist at a time uh, such as this. Moses had a purpose in his life. But Moses was acquainted to hiding. Uh, what was common in his life was hiding. And so all his life, when you trace the life of Moses, you will see that he's hiding. After he went into the, after, after he was rescued by the daughter of Pharaoh, uh, uh, the Bible says he grew up and when he had grown up, he was taken back to, to Pharaoh's daughter. And now he is right in the middle of the palace. He was born to liberate the children of Israel, but now he is in the palace. He has become part of the family that is actually oppressed the Hebrew children. It looks like he's being exposed. It looks like he's in a good place. He looks like he has it all together, but the man is hiding. In fact, hiding in place sight. Hiding in, uh, uh, in the very palace. Hiding among us the sons of Pharaoh. Hiding among us the princess. Why? Because there was purpose attached to his life. There's so many of you that are seated here. And there is purpose that is attached to your life. There is reason for which God created you that is beyond, uh, beyond your name, beyond where you were born, beyond, uh, beyond your capacity and your abilities, beyond what your name is. There is a reason for which God has called you, but you are hiding uh, in plain sight. You are comfortable in your comfort zone. You don't want to push yourself. You don't want to move. You, you don't want to do anything beyond uh, what is comfortable for you. Listen, the enemy is crafty and one of the things the enemy will do is that he will isolate you and when he isolates you he will have you when he isolates you he will draw you away from your purpose from your call from your assignment from the reason for which God has allowed you to exist at a time such as this but but I thank God why because purpose is so great the the, the push of purpose is so great that it will push you out of your comfort zone you, you can run away from it. Ask, ask the man who tried to run away from his assignment and boarded a ship going to a different direction. God has told him to go to this direction, Jonah. And Jonah decides he's going to go to a different direction. And God sends a whale. God sends a, a wave. Uh, he sends a storm to the ocean. Uh, just because there was one man that was out of place, out of assignment, out of his place of calling. And 
the next time he found himself, he found himself in the place of his assignment, in the place that God had, 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 had designed for him. Hiding in plain sight. So, purpose will push you. Now, it pushes Moses. One day he finds an Egyptian being mean to a Hebrew child, one of his brothers, and he decides he's going to kill. So he kills these Egyptians and then, and then he hides him uh, in the sand, hoping that nobody saw him. Now, that was an expression of his purpose, but that was the wrong expression of his purpose. If your purpose is not expressed within the confined, confines of the kingdom or within the definitions of God, it will find the wrong expression. The enemy can use that which is your call, that which is your assignment to drive his own agenda. There are so many great musicians singing the wrong thing. There are so many people misplaced in the, in, in, in the wrong thing. Why? They are living out what looks like their purpose or what is indeed their purpose, but it is being expressed in the wrong place. It is being expressed in the wrong platform. Moses kills an Egyptian in an attempt to save an Israelite, but that was the wrong expression of his purpose. How is your purpose being expressed? Is it being expressed within the confines of what God wants you to do? Because kingdom assignments will not be accomplished by earthly resources. Your assignment that is kingdom is not going to be accomplished by the resources of the earth. It takes God for you to accomplish that particular assignment. It takes the resources of God and the resources of the kingdom for you to accomplish that which God is calling you to do. The Bible says, for we do not walk by, we, for though we walk by the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the bringing down of strongholds. Your weapons, the tools that you use to fulfill your assignment are God-given tools. They are not resources of the earth. They are not resources that have been derived from this earth. They are resources that are tapped from heaven. And now Moses and now Pharaoh is trying to find Moses because Moses has killed one of his men. And Moses does what he's familiar with. Moses runs away to Midian. And the Bible says, and he took refuge in the Midian. Translation, he hid in Midian. He ran away to hide himself. Because Pharaoh was trying to get to him, which is what we do. Every minute we encounter something that is uncomfortable, something that is challenging, something that is calling us out of our environment and our comfort zone. We, we run away and we go back to what is comfortable, what is, 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 uh, what is familiar with us. But, but I came to challenge some of us, I came to challenge all of us uh, to rise up, to step out and to step up into what is our calling and what is our assignment. Uh, and your assignment can be as easy as serving. Your assignment can be as easy as smiling at somebody and welcoming them to church. Your assignment may not necessarily be to climb up on any particular stage, uh, but God can still use you within his kingdom. 
your weaknesses and your struggles and your personality issues do not disqualify you from the purpose and the calling of God. Listen, God wants to use you in spite of those things about your life. And uh, some of you, God wants to use you because of those things about your life. Some of you, God wants to use you because of the experiences. Whether those experiences were good or those experiences were negative, God can use anything. I had a musician sing a song and say, you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If he can use a donkey to speak, he sure enough can use you. If he can use a young donkey to carry the Messiah into the city, he can use you. He can use anything. He can use anyone. You are not limited. You are not limited. You know, there are people, there are people, there are people who, uh, Pastor Katie, there are people who speak English in their mother tongue and their mother tongue in English. Uh, but, but even those people, God can still use them. Oh, God can still use them. It's, it's, uh, it's not about where I come from. It's not, it's not about the name that I carry. It's not about the experience that I have. He can use anything. He can use you. He can, uh, he can use you. He, he, I said he can use you. Uh, even you, he can use you. He can use anything. Because God is not moved by the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. When men disqualify you based on your presentation, God looks at the status of your heart. He looks deep in the inside of you. Now, they say uh, that it takes maybe less than 15 seconds for someone to make an impression about you, for someone to decide. If you walk into uh, an interview room, the interviewer within the first 15 seconds can make a decision as to whether they are going to hire you or not. 15 minutes. I read an article a few years ago and in that article, a producer of TV program was speaking and they said, when you're light-skinned and you walk into the audition room, you're one leg in. But when you're dark-skinned, like most of us, including myself, you have a point to prove. Those are the standards of men. But there is a God in heaven who looks at the heart. <laughs> he does not look at how you look like. He, he doesn't look like whether you wore your hair right or you put your mascara well or you have an expensive weave or, or your shoes are fitting or, 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 or you're fashionable and uh, forward moving. God doesn't look at those things. God looks at the heart. He, he, sends, he, sends, he sends Samuel into the house of Jesse and Samuel brings his well-built son who look like they can be king and he keeps saying pass he's well built he's, he looks good he, he has the biceps and the triceps and all the seps but pass uh, pass pass until, until all based on the list of Jesse were over and then he was asked is there no other and he said you see the, there's, there's one young one who is looking after the sheep uh, you know when you look like sheep when you look after sheep you also begin to smell like sheep But Samuel says, no, bring him. And this is the one God says is the one. He's the chosen one. He is the one that I want to use. He is the one that I have been preparing. He is the one that I have set aside. Listen, God does not look at your outward appearance. God looks at the inside. He looks at the status of your heart. So I am fine not meeting the standards of men as long as I am meeting the standards of God. Oh, you are busy trying to make people around you happy. You are so busy 
doing everything possible to make people happy. And, 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 and the thing about human, humans are shifty. Uh, what they liked yesterday, may not, they may not like it today. Have you met a person who yesterday when you spoke, they were happy? And, 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 and they were happy with you. And today when you meet, you're wondering, what did I do? Shifty. So what made them happy yesterday may not make them happy today. The standards of man will shift. And so I'd rather focus on making God happy than attempting to make every human being around me happy. Uh, now, I'm not saying that I should walk around stepping on everybody's toes, but I am concerned with what God thinks about me and not so much what men think about me. Moses is hiding in Midian. Yet there is purpose attached to his life. But the thing about God is that he will always create a situation to bring you out to reveal you. Uh, he will always create a situation. Some of those situations you can call negative. You can call bad. But God will always create a situation to reveal you, to bring you into your purpose. Uh, this is what happened to David. David uh, uh, was busy looking after the sheep, but God created a situation called Goliath uh, to reveal him into the world. The one thing that everybody was scared about is the one thing that he stepped out and stepped up to challenge. Uh, there are certain things in your life that you're scared about. Maybe even everybody around your life is scared about them, but perhaps those are the things that God is orchestrating for you to step out and to step up and to get into your purpose, to get out of hiding, to get out of the things that are confining you to the place that men have put you. God wants you to step out and to step into your purpose. Step out and to step into your purpose. For Moses, it was the slavery of the children of Israel. For years, they slaved. Pharaohs kept dying and another one dying and another one coming. And the children continued to they continued to, they continued to slave. They continued to work for this nation. They continued to slave for this nation. There is always something that God sets up. If you look around you keenly, you will see what God is setting you up for you to be able to step out and to step up to what God is calling you to do. Listen, a few years, many years, I think it's many years ago, uh, I was barely out of high school, and, and there was an opportunity to uh, get training with, uh, get training with, um, it was essentially the United States Embassy, and uh, they were running some health programs here, and someone came and told me, Fred, would you be interested in this? And, 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 and I wasn't sure, because I didn't even have an ID. Uh, I was barely out of high school. But I said, well, and, and they told me, no, no, you see, if you're interested, you'll have to show up for an interview. Now, 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 I didn't even know how to show up for an interview. But, but this one thing I did, I stepped up. I said, I will go. Uh, let whatever happen, happen. And, 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 and I showed up. And when we arrived at the gate, I was with someone else, an older person than me. And, and when we got to the gate, they said, you know, you can't get in until you have an ID. If, if you have to leave your ID for you to go in. And so while I was thinking about what to do, the person that I was with gave their ID, and then they said, ah, no, it's fine. If she's given her ID, one ID is fine, both of you can go. 
and, 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 and we walked in and we went and sat for the interview and, and a few questions were asked and when the results came out, the person that had an ID that used, the, the person that we used their ID to get into did not qualify. Until they started saying, I stole their job, I stole their opportunity. They have never forgiven me until today. They think I stole their opportunity. The only thing I did was to step out and to step up. <laughs> what you need to do right now in your life, my sister, my brother, is to step out and to step up. Do your part and God will do the rest. Do your part and God will do the rest. Step out and step up. Stop hiding. Stop, stop hiding. By the way, I got that opportunity. I was in a prayer meeting. It was one Wednesday evening. I was in a prayer meeting. And I got a note. Someone said, don't sleep before you see me this evening. Step up. Step out. Step up. Some of you, your entire life is going to be set up on one opportunity. Oh, we keep saying, you know, I'm waiting on God. Pasi, I'm waiting on God. But sometimes God is waiting on us. God is waiting for you to step out. God is waiting for you to step out and to step up. That's what God is waiting. And you're busy saying you're waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to move. I'm waiting on God to say. I'm waiting on God to change this situation. God is waiting for you. to step out. Oh, Fred, you know, I have made mistakes in my life. I have made wrong choices. I have... Uh, can I make it worse? I have slept in the wrong bed. But God, God is not a God of a second chance. God is a God of second chances. He has so many second chances. I can tell you I blew my first second chance long time ago. But this God is a God of second chances. When you live where you are, or when you leave God and walk away, you, you find God waiting for you or where you left him. He doesn't draw back. He doesn't let you go. He, he doesn't leave you. It is you that walked away from him. So irrespective of your choices, irrespective of your mistakes, irrespective of the different routes we take, you know, sometimes we walk too close to the thing that we, walk, we need to walk far from. Uh, someone says it this way. Sometimes we swim through through, through, through uh, 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 snake-infested waters. We, we jump over barbed wire to go to the thing uh, that is not good for us. It's not, it, it may be good to us, but it is not good for us. Uh, but, but, but God is a God of many second chances. You can come back to God. You can, you, 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 you can walk back to God and God will be still there waiting for you, waiting to accept you, waiting to receive you in his arms. Ah, you can have, you may have made bad choices. You uh, have, 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 have had bad relationships. You have related with people that you probably shouldn't have related with. But, but God is a God of many second chances. Uh, uh, if there is a place you shouldn't be ashamed of going back, uh, is going back to God. You, you may be ashamed of going back to your parents. You may be ashamed of going back to your mother, even, even going back to your pastor. But, but don't be ashamed of going back to God. Uh, because this God is a merciful God. This, this God is filled with mercy. This, uh, this God does not judge you. This God is not trying to kill you. He puts up an entire 
plan to rescue you, to save you, to bring you back to relationship with him. Uh, I am afraid of even going back to my wife with some things, but I am never afraid of going back to God. Uh, I may be struggling to pray, but I will go back to God. Uh, I may be struggling to worship, but I will go back to God. Uh, I may be struggling in my relationship, but I will go back to God. Uh, I am safer in the hands of God. David said, don't surrender us into the hands of our enemies. Surrender me into the hands of God. Because in the hands of God, there is mercy. There is mercy in God's hands. Ah, I am safe. Safe in the hands of God. Hey, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. Oh, I came to call you. Yes, you come out of hiding. You know what God has put in the inside of you? Come out of hiding. Step out. Step up. Come out of hiding. God is calling you to come out of hiding. Come out of that hiding. For how long are you going to eat with the pigs? Come out of hiding. The prodigal son is eating with the pigs. Yet his father, his father's, the least of his father's servants is having a fresh meal every night. Come out of hiding. Come out of the thing that is keeping you away from God. Come out of the thing that is keeping you away from relating with God. From growing with God. Step out. Listen. When Jesus came to the man who was sleeping who was lying on a mat at the pool. He did not tell him you are healed. He told him pick up your mat and start walking. Why? Because sometimes the healing happens as you step out. Sometimes uh, the healing happens as you step out. So step out. Step out. Step out of that relationship. Step out of that behavior. Step out of that company. Step out into a place of service. Step out. step out. Moses the murderer, the stammerer, was still the liberator. Gideon, the man who was afraid, was still the man God chose to use with even fewer men. He's still the man that God called a mighty man of valor. Oh, because God doesn't look at the outside. Uh, God looks at the inside. David, the youngest in the family, the one, you see where I come from, the person that is sent to look after the sheep, is the one that does not even need to go to school. His destiny has pre been predetermined. But that's the same king that God was setting aside. And he comes and says, what has been said, what will be done to the man that kills this Philistine? Step out and step up. Jesus, from the little town of Nazareth, zero respect. But that was the savior. I came to challenge you. I came to challenge you to step out. I came to challenge you to step up. I came to challenge you to give your pastor 
a good problem because he has seven choirs. He has ten drumists, fifteen keyboardists. Everybody is an usher. There are evangelism activities and witnessing that is going on that he does not even know about. I came to challenge you to step out. God has given you every resource you need to fulfill the purpose that is attached to your life. Please rise up on your feet. There is no greater joy than serving God. And I said you don't have to be on the stage. Your name doesn't even need to be known. But you can be effective in the things that you're doing for God. It's better to be effective than to be famous. But it starts with stepping out and stepping up. I don't know how many of you are saying, I'd like, I, I want to serve, I want to discover purpose and to discover why God has allowed me to, alive, to, to be alive at a time such as this. You will get your greatest fulfillment not by reason of the status of your bank or even your relations or even a fly, high-flying career or a really good job you will get the greatest fulfillment by living out your purpose. This is my challenge to you. Step out. I want to invite Pastor Katie to come and pray for us. That as we pursue God, that as we step out, he will be there to guide us. He will be there to help us. And show us the way in which we should go. Amen. Of just praying, just praying so that. Because some of us need to be drawn out through prayer. And I believe God has an agenda today. And you're here, maybe you're just saying that you need prayers. Just lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand. Being called to step out, just lift up your hand. You don't have to be ashamed in the house of God. And I want you to take that step of faith and come to the front. And we are going to pray. We are going to pray in this place. We are going to pray together. We are going to cry out and we believe that God is able. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a lot, there's a lot that God has in store for you. There's a lot that God has in store for you. And I'd like to call um, Fred and Pastor Ishmael and we have other, other leaders. You can just come and surround these people in prayer and just start praying with them. Just start praying with them. 
just start praying with them. You're standing here. You are the one who knows where you are at and you know where God is calling you to step out. Father, we exalt your name. We exalt your name this morning, this afternoon, King of Glory. Father, we exalt your name and we have chosen to step out today. To step out today, O King of Kings. Lord of Lords, we are stepping out. We are coming out from the things that have been holding us from encountering you, O oh God, from experiencing the things that you have in store for us, our King. Father, we are coming out today. We are coming out today from the things that are holding us captive, O oh God, be it our past experiences, be it our backgrounds, O oh God. Today, King of glory, we are coming out in the name of Jesus. We are coming out in the name of Jesus. There's nothing, there's nothing that is hindering us, oh God. There's nothing, nothing that people say that we will never make it, oh God. Nothing that the enemy said, oh God. Today we are coming out, oh God. We are coming out to take the things that the enemy took away from us, oh God. This afternoon, oh God, this is the day that, Father God, we are tired of being in the comfort zone. We are tired of being in the place, oh King of glory, where nothing is flourishing. We are tired of being in the place that, Father God, things are not happening, oh God. Our lives are wasting away, oh God. We are tired, oh Father, in the name of Jesus. Today we are stepping out. We are stepping out into purpose. We are stepping out into the good things that you have in store for, for us, oh God. We are stepping out, out of the relationships that are toxic, oh God. We are stepping out, out of the environments, oh King of glory, that will not make us flourish, oh God. We are stepping out into a right mindset. We are stepping out, oh our King. We are stepping out into the light, into the place that, Father, you will lead us, oh God, into the place of righteousness. We are stepping out today. We are stepping out today. This 24th day of April, Father, it has been imprinted in our hearts. The day that, Father God, we have stepped out and we have received a backing of heaven. We have received a backing of heaven. Today, O oh King of glory, is a day that we are entering into a new dimension. In the name of Jesus, new dimension, new grace, new levels. Because, Father, we've chosen to step out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, stepping out in our prayer life, stepping out in our Bible study, stepping out in the places that the enemy has been accusing us each and every other day, stepping out into the places that have been holding us captive every day and hindering us, blinding us from the things of God. Today we are stepping out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, devil, you cannot hold me for this long. I do not belong to you. Today I am stepping out. I am stepping out into light and I am not going to look back because
because I am stepping out into endless possibilities, into opportunities, into the place that my faith will be stretched, into the place that I will leave a legacy, not only for the generations to come, but I will leave a legacy and be known that I was someone who stepped out and I will be an example to many people to come. Father, we exalt you in this place. Just continue to pray, continue to pray, continue to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of glory, mighty and everlasting. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Still with our heads bowed and we are praying. You're here and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. You are saying, I want to accept this Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand so that we can see it. You're saying you want to give your life to Jesus. To be born again. Just lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Because that's the beginning of stepping out. That's the beginning. I can see one hand. You're here and you're saying you want to give your life to Jesus. You're stepping out from darkness. Thank you. There's another hand right there. Let's continue to intercede, church. Let's continue to intercede. There's so much I can sense in the spirit for such a time as this. This is the time that we came to church because we are stepping into another season. We are stepping into a season whereby we were stuck, but from this day on, we are going to progress. We are going to, to enter into a season of acceleration because God is dispensing a new set of grace a new set of grace. I can see it. I can see it in the spirit. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. You're saying you want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand so that I can see it. Thank you for that other hand. You don't have to be ashamed. Make sure that the guy standing at the back has someone to pray with them. We are entering into into a season whereby we have stepped out and we are going to continue this this coming Sunday because we have an encounter Sunday and we are going to enter into the place of revelation because I believe God has an agenda God has an agenda you don't have to be to be afraid you don't have to be afraid of stepping into that which God is calling you to because you've stepped out out of the place that was holding you captive Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we rebuke sickness right now upon that person that has been ailing for so long. We rebuke that sickness right now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, you have no room in you. In in God's daughter, O King of glory, we are rebuking you right now in the name of Jesus. We are giving 
you an ultimatum that this daughter will be free in seven days, oh God. We are praying and believing that every body organ will function according to the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, the name that all this sickness will bow. Because at the mention of the name of Jesus, I am praying, oh King of glory, for my brother right here, oh King of glory. Father, lose him, lose him, lose him from the oppression of the demonic world. Father, lose him, oh God, lose him right now, lose him right now from addiction in the name of Jesus. Lose him right now, lose him right now. I can see that you are walking free. I can see that you are walking free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are going to say the words of the grace even as we come to the end of our service today, but would you still want to pray to remain? I'm still here. Guys are still here and we are going to pray with you. Thank you so much, Fred. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you for honoring Thank you for choosing to come and I believe we will call you again and again because you are part of us. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate Fred. Thank you so much. For those that have given their lives to Jesus, just make sure the guys that you're standing with them, just take their contact so that we will continue to usher you and to walk with you even as you enter into this new season. So, we are going to share the words of the grace and ask after we share. If you want to leave, you can just walk out. But if you want to pray, I believe that prayer is on the revelatory part. When we pray, God reveals. And then we take action by stepping out. Father, we thank you. And we are glad that we came into your house. Even as we live, O King of glory, dismiss us with your grace. And as we live, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. If you're leaving, ensure next Sunday you invite someone to church. And if you still want to be prayed for, you can just come. And we are going to pray. We are not leaving this place until God is done with us.